welcome back to week two of the Eastern Fantasy Football League. I'm here with my co-host, Cowman, owner of the Fidili Special, and our old commissioner, Sean, owner of the Trash Pandas. How are we doing, boys? Doing good. Well, Cowman, how's it feel to be number one? Uh, it feels really amazing. Probably the uh, the best feeling I've ever felt in my life, especially because I dealt my good friend that I met a long time in a water yoga class a couple of years back and uh, beat him one-on-one with his own name. Calvin, uh, before we get into this, can we talk about how much your fantasy luck pisses me off? Uh, <laughs> Calvin and I have rivalries in fantasy football that date back to like middle school in some of our uh, uh, games. And we talked about it offline, how Calvin will take players that have no right being as good as they are. And it somehow always works out in his favor. I think we talked about how you had taken uh, Ladanian Tomlinson when he was like 32 on his last season. And he had like one of the best fantasy football seasons ever that year. Um, you had, who was it? It was Ter- Terrell Owens on the Bengals turned out to be fantastic. What were some other ones, Sean, that you had mentioned? Do you remember? Peyton Hillis. Peyton Hillis in his one out. good season. Um, Miles uh, Cal- Austin. Miles Austin. Uh, had he, he beat me in a fantasy playoff game where his defense scored 50 points. It was unbelievable. So kudos to Kalman. Uh, absolutely killed it this week and established himself as the clear-cut number one team after week one. Yeah. So we'll go through the uh, a little bit of the matchups here. I guess we'll start first with mine. Uh, all divisional matchups, I believe, this week. Yep. Uh, Mary had a little lamb, went down to Brandon Tambori's tailor-made. Um, I don't know what I did to piss off Derek Carr last night. Uh, I was going up against just one player, Darren Waller, and I had about a 17-point lead. Derek Carr then proceeded to throw Darren Waller the ball about 86 times throughout the night and was able to squeak out a win 125-44 to 124-26. So close game and congrats to Brandon. Then we got Trash Pandas put an end to Team Patrick Stone, 151-98, some big performances from Sean. Dak Prescott led the way, followed by big performances by Amari Cooper, uh, Tyson Williams, and Tom Brady. Sean, how are you feeling about your team after week one? I feel good. I feel really good about my QB stack and also Amari Cooper. Um, overall, I feel it's a really balanced team. And uh, I think, you know, Patrick Stone has a great team as well. So it felt great to be able to topple him uh, right from the get go. Yeah, absolutely. So Team Patrick Stone, even though you know you had that lost, all three of your quarterbacks looked fantastic, and your wide receivers, as we said in the pre-season uh, show, uh, looked very promising. So good things ahead, all right? It's only week one. Third game, we had the good fellas, Jeff Stone, in another close squeaker against the New Jersey football team. The good fellas take victory 143.50 to 142.94. A lot of close games this week. Yeah. Uh, the good fellas led by Russell Wilson, who put up some big numbers along with what I think is probably a surprise. Rob Gronkowski put up 25 points. Unfortunately, uh, if you had a Green Bay Packer on your team this week, you probably didn't win. I honestly think we may be 0-4 uh, looking at the New Jersey football team, Aaron Jones, with a five-carry, nine-yard performance. Just was not enough to get it done. And I actually I do have something to say about uh, Jeff's team. 
Uh, last week, I said that Rob Gronkowski was basically a mascot at this point in his career. I just want to take this time to double down on that. <laughs> Don't believe week one. Gronk doesn't have the juice anymore. Bold things from a bold owner. Yeah, it was it was a close game. It was uh, New Jersey football team only needed six more yards from Montgomery going into the fourth quarter, but the Rams ran the entire quarter out. Um, and then once the Bears got the ball, ball back, they was just Dalton throwing balls into the dirt, and that was it. Yeah, you know that Bears offense. If if I'm a Bears fan, I, you have to be upset seeing them trot Andy Dalton out on the field and just getting a little, you know, taste of Justin Fields just having it pulled away. Really don't understand what Matt Nagy's doing up there, but I guess we'll see how it plays out. I still stand that Justin Fields will be starting by the end of September, but we'll see. I agree. Yeah, I think we got robbed of a, a pretty interesting game uh, with them not starting Fields. I will say, while they did cover the spread, it was much closer than I thought it'd be uh, in that first half. Yeah. Next on, again, we have the Fidili special, just dominating big, chunky He was led Patrick Mahomes almost 40 points. Kenneth Gainwell, who Kevin was mocked for starting, uh, was able to find the end zone this week, put up 11. Tyreek Hill, a big game, 31 points. Uh, you had Devontae Smith, rookie, found the end zone. Nelson Aguilar had a great game. And who would have thought, you know, the fantasy quarterback of the week, I know he wasn't the highest scorer, but James Winston, uh, five touchdowns and only 148 yards. Has that ever happened? No, it has not. Yeah, second and third highest scores of the week were both Calvin's QBs. Yeah, Winston ended up just killing it. And he didn't, his like stat line is like ridiculous. <laughs> You know, 14 completions, 148 yards, and five touchdown passes. Never seen anything like that. It's just insane. Like, I was, when we were, you know, watching the Packers game, you know, it just seems like every time he's throwing the ball, it's a touchdown. It's just crazy. Yeah, what does that math work out to be? Like, 36% of his attempts were touchdowns or completions were touchdowns? Absolutely absurd. Um, you know, I'll be interested to see if he can continue that. He looked he looked good on uh, – he really did. So I was very surprised. But, Calvin, your team looks very formidable after week one. So congrats on that big win. Going down, uh, we also have the Washington fantasy team going down to Miles Well Suck Me Off Golf. Uh, this game was a bit of a blowout here. One – to 113.32. Christian McCaffrey, the workhorse of the Carolina Panthers. Sam Darnold didn't look too bad here, so that should – I mean, we thought that he was going to have a big year anyway, regardless of the quarterback situation. And uh, it looks to – that's going to be the case. A big game from Travis Kelsey and Jared Goff, who uh, the Lions looked dead in the water for the first half of that game, and they turned it up in the second half and, and made it close and wound up being a seven-point game, I think. Goff could be garbage time king of 2021. Um, and it looks like uh, at least Dan Campbell is getting his guys to not give up. Last year, under Patricia, those guys would have folded over and lost 15 nothing. So uh, hats off to the Lions for that. Yeah, Absolutely. Sure. I, I like Dan Campbell as a coach, too. I, I was really yeah. surprised when Miami didn't offer him the job when he was the assistant down there. I think he was the interim for a little mm-hmm. bit. Um, so I'm glad to see that he is uh, at least looks to be, well, I can't really say succeeding, but 
Um, you know, he's not <laughs> he looks Adam like Gase. So <laughs> <laughs> we'll see how it goes. Final game we had was Super Mario Sunshine, 144-76 to 116-38. Another blowout this week. I was waiting for a wow. <laughs> oh. oh, no. There's a man down. That'll work. <laughs> okay. We had uh, a bit of a surprise. Jalen Hurts, who you know I, I thought was going to be okay, but he, I think he exceeded expectations. I agree. I definitely agree. He looked very good. In, in big, control. big applause yeah. for, for Jalen Hurts. He put up 33 points. Um, Super Mario Sunshine also had Lamar Jackson had an okay game. I'm looking at the scorecard he here. Jamar Chase got a touchdown. Odd contributions from some, like, very weird players like Jamal Williams put up 21, Corey Davis put up 24. Um, so we'll see if that keeps going. Yeah, if I told you Saquon Barkley was going to be your lowest scorer, would yeah. you have believed it? I mean, uh, I don't know. I wouldn't. So, you know, some really interesting – I mean, this week one in fantasy, um, this season, I always feel like there's big surprises, and you don't really know what you have after week one, as do most NFL teams. It really starts shaping up around October. But some big surprises uh, this week in terms of performances and – that goes good and bad. Like we said, the Green Bay Packers looked absolutely awful. Uh, Aaron Rodgers single-handedly cost me my fantasy week, so thank you for that, Aaron. I'll be excited to see what week two brings. And with that, we do have our official EFFL power rankings. These power rankings are created um, or uh, basically managed by a secret formioli, one might say. <laughs> Sean, do you want to give us a one to ten of the power rankings, or should we go ten to one? Let's go. Let's go from the bottom up. Let's go. Uh, we'll start at twelve. Oh, 12, Right, twelve team. Yeah, yeah. What am I thinking? So power rankings this week are gonna be pretty cut and dry because we have such limited data. Only one game uh, from each team, so it's basically gonna be sorted based off who scored the most points and then who won. Um, because one percentage is, is going to have a large factor on it. Um, and so at number 12, we have the Washington fantasy team, which had the lowest scoring output this week at 113.32 and is 0-1. Um, I think that, <laughs> that the, the Falcons, they looked rough. That, that Ryan Ridley stack could be bad if they don't get it together. Um, at number 12 or 11, we have Wideout University, um, and they scored three more points. And they're at 116.38 at 0-1. At number 10, we have Big Chunky Ben, Fidel Ali. At number 9, we have Mary Had a Little C.D. Lamb, who narrowly got uh, beat out by Brandon Tembori and Taylor Maid with that crazy comeback from Waller. <laughs> And number eight, we have Patrick Stone. <laughs> and then the top of the 0-1 teams, at number seven, we have New Jersey football team. At number six, we have Taylor Maid with their crazy comeback this week. At number five, we have Goodfellas with the narrow, narrowest uh, margin of victory, winning by 0.6. Number four, we have Super Mario Sunshine. And then number three, we have myself, the Trash Pandas. Number two. And number two, we have Miles as well, Suck Me Golf, Albert Lou. And then at number one, we have 
the Fideli Special, anchored by Kalman Mulva. Those are your week two EFL power rankings. These will be posted on the main uh, chat board here on the EFFL page. Also, be sure to vote for your owner's poll or coach's poll, as you may refer to it, uh, so you can give your rankings and input, and we'll have that up later this week for you guys as well. Looking at the schedule here, we'll look at the matchups, but I guess first I'll go down the list of the NFL matchups and just maybe some games to watch. But uh, Thursday, September 16th, first game of the week, the New York Giants at Washington in a divisional battle. Sunday, the games start. We have one o'clock games here. We have New England at the Jets, the Broncos at the Jaguars, the Bills at the Dolphins, the 49ers at the Eagles, the Rams at the Colts, the Raiders at the Steelers, the Bengals at the Bears, the Texans at the Browns, the Saints at the Panthers, and then our four o'clock games, we have the Vikings at Arizona and it's a shame Arizona's playing when Dallas is playing this week because they look fun to watch just from that week one game. Kyler Murray, it looks absurd. So he I'll be sure he won this year. Uh, he, he really well could be. And uh, I'm uh, heavily invested in him with Kyler Murray rookie cards. So for my sake, I hope he <laughs> is. Uh, the Falcons at the Buccaneers. The Titans at the Seahawks. That should be a good one. We have the Cowboys at the Chargers. Uh, should be another good one. We'll see. Uh, yeah. Yeah, hopefully, no more injuries or COVID protocols. Terrence Steele starting at right tackle. I could be oh, rough with Joey Bosa on the other side. On yeah. yeah, we'll see. And they held their own um, against Washington too, even offensively. So, yeah. and Washington's got a good D. Uh, the Sunday night game should be a good one. We have the Chiefs at Baltimore Ravens, and then Monday we have the Lions at the Packers. Didn't think that. Uh, I mean, if you if you if you're the Packers, it has to be a great, <laughs> a great bounce back game. You have to For think. Sure. But after week one, really, who knows? So we'll move on to the matchups in the EFFL league. So a lot more divisional matchups, and I think uh, that was the uh, intent. Correct, Sean? Design, we want- yeah. First three weeks are divisional games, and the last three weeks are divisional games. So I, I love this. I, I love the design of it. It makes it interesting, especially yep. come playoff time. So week one, uh, we have Mary had a little CD lamb against big chunky Ben. Currently, Mary had a little CD lamb is predicted to win with 72% confidence. We have the trash pandas going against the New Jersey Washington football team. Currently, the Washington football team is projected to win 53%. We have the Goodfellas against Team Patrick Stone in what could be a close match. Brother versus brother. Oh, bad blood in the family. The Goodfellas are projected to win 52%. We have the Fidili Special going against TaylorMade. Calman, the odds do not look to be in your favor this week, but when are they ever in your favor? dogs again. (laughs) Brandon is predicted to win 64% in a 136-127 to game we have the washington fantasy team against wideout university two more teams looking to get their first win here uh this is projected to be another close game i will say all of these games this week are are very close as you'll see if you look at the the league matchups but washington fantasy team is projected to win 52 percent uh that score looks to be 142.13 to 14063 so very 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 close and finally we have our primo hoagies game of the week Whoa. 
hoagie. It's not a hoagie. It's a primo. <laughs> That's right, Mr. Matt. It's a primo. Miles is well suck me golf against Super Mario Sunshine. Two powerhouses <laughs> from week one. Both 1-0. and oh. It looks like currently Sleeper has Miles as well. Suck me golf. God, that's a long name. <laughs> Projected to win 68%. So, cousin versus cousin. Cousin. A lot of a lot of family matchups this week. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, this could make or break some of these families. Um, hopefully it does not break them. We'll go ahead and see. A lot of close matchups. I, you know, I really don't know how it's going to go. Um, I, you know, I submitted my coaches poll for for my rankings. What I think, uh, you know, the league strengths are. Again, you know, if you lost week one, it's not that big of a deal. It's only one week, and there were some underperforming players that I just can't see that lasting for. But you know, you never know. It's a similar year like last year where you could have COVID protocols late in the week, um, and things of that nature. So, looking at you, Kirk Cousins. But overall, the, the matchups are close, and I think they were projected to be close last week as well. So we'll see. Believe it or not, the widest margin game is is mine. And, you know, I while I'm projected to win big, I mean, who knows? Uh, again, Aaron Rodgers has to prove it. It looks like not caring about football in the offseason uh, actually does matter. So uh, he did not play pretty much at all, and uh, he, he should have to a rough start. So. On Detroit. I, I, he would have to, right? You have to think. Aaron Rodgers is yeah. not going down 0-2, especially with that team. A healthy Devontae Adams, which he didn't have at the start last year. So, If he starts it, throwing the ball left-handed, we know something's up. <laughs> Unbelievable. Um, I don't know what he has going on with his hair, but I'm not a fan, I will yeah, say. I don't like that either. Yeah, he looks like very old with that. Uh, he looks like, like a stare. white samurai with a greasy bun. I don't know. I don't like it. Yeah, I don't like it either. So one thing I wanted to discuss and talk about was uh, this league is interesting because it is using the super flex position, which I'm a fan of, um, I think. And Sean, did you want to give the league any info, like what your thought process was introducing this? I know you did a lot of research on the setup of this league. Yeah, super flex was mainly to bring relevance to the QB position. You know, it's the most important position in football um, and fantasy, I feel, in standard leagues. It, it's a really much an afterthought. Um, and so because QB score the most, uh, Superflex brings relevance to that position again. But the difference between Superflex and two QB leagues is if you don't get that second quarterback, you're not completely screwed. Uh, let's say, you know, there's bye weeks, right? There's only 32 starting quarterbacks. Um, and so if, if you're not able to get that second quarterback or, or a third quarterback, um, you're not left out in the dust. Um, and so it's basically just to bring relevance to that position. Yeah, I like it. I also, you know, um, the getting rid of the kickers and the defense too has really made, if you look at the free agency, uh, pretty scarce. And I think that that'll, it'll benefit, you know, the owners that really pay attention and and know the league a little bit deeper as well. We had a vote in one of my dynasty leagues to remove defenses, which did pass. Surprisingly, the vote to remove kickers did not pass. So that league likes their kickers. So we're stuck with them for another year at least. Um, but that is something uh, <laughs> they take like a, a vote every year, basically a rule changes like the NFL. Uh, do you think that's something you would be looking into for this league? For in terms of rule changes? Yeah. Yeah, I would definitely take votes at the end of the season to see you know, where we can always, you know, always looking to improve. So. Um, if, if anything springs up, I would definitely take a league vote and see what the thought process is amongst uh, everyone. Yeah, very analytical guy. So that's why I wanted to ask that. Yeah, the other thing was uh, 
uh, three wide receivers are also part of the starting lineup. And that was just to uh, prop up wide receiver values as well, because center leagues running backs tend to garner the most value by a wide margin. So it was just to even it out a bit. Interesting. I like the format. It's a nice change of pace. I do feel, you know, your standard fantasy leagues do get stale after a bit. So um, I I definitely dig this format. One thing I forgot to mention too, which I want to bring up uh, because uh, Miles as well, Suck Me Golf and Super Mario Sunshine is our primo hoagies game of the week. Boy, it's not a hoagie. It's a primo. The winner of that game will be on the podcast next week. That will be an ongoing thing. The winner of the Primo Hoagies game of the week. Should we make a prediction? Maybe go into a matchup by matchup to see who we like better. Yeah. In in that game. I think that would uh, definitely be good. I guess we'll just go from the top. We'll start with myself. I don't want to, uh, I, I don't want to predict on my own team in fear of jinxing it. But if you guys would like to deliberate between mine, I think it shows up on the same the same matchup order as mine. So I think we're all on the same page here. Um, am I on the top for you guys? Uh, so it's your game, like whoever like your account is, your game. Oh, it's going to put top. me at the top, of yeah. course. Um, and then from then on, it's, it's just kind of trickles down. Um, your game, I, I do see you winning. Um, Fidel just lost Moser, and so they're definitely hurting. Uh, and they definitely need Michael Thomas back, but who knows when that's going to happen. And I still yeah. think your team's going to bounce back. I agree. I mean, you have Josh Allen, who also needs to have kind of a bounce back game. Obviously, he did better than Aaron Rodgers, but the Bills as a whole didn't look great against the Steelers. That may have been more so the Steelers' defense just being really good. Um, so I think that both Rodgers and Allen are going to be trying to get a bounce back game here. Uh, I think that Rodgers, because he's going up against Detroit, I think has an edge. Miami's kind of a tough ask because that is a division game, um, and they're actually good where Detroit really isn't. Um, and just the rest of your team, I just think you have a, a better rest of your lineup than uh, than big chunky Ben. Yeah, Miami's a tough defense too. So you know, Josh Allen, I, I think will bounce back this week, but uh, Miami's no slack on defense, especially that secondary. I am looking at some of his other uh, players, too. He does have some favorable matchups. Nick Chubb against Houston. That may be good. Russell Gage, who I think dropped a goose egg last week, uh, pretty much killed him against the Eagles. They're going up against that tough Tampa Bay defense. If the Eagles defense did what they did to the Falcons, I don't even know what Big V is going to do. Vita Via. <laughs> when are they going to play Tampa? <laughs> so that could get ugly. We'll see, but you know, appreciate the love. Hopefully, we're looking to get our first win of the season. We need it. Um, the next game, we'll take a look. We got the Trash Pandas against the New Jersey football team. Yeah, Kyler Murray's he's looking like an MVP right now. That's going to be tough. I yeah, think it'll Ky- be a close one. Kyler Murray against Minnesota, who I thought was a lock last week, minus three against the Bengals. I really did. Uh, they got sliced and diced by Joe Burrow. And, um, you know, the Bengals, while they Joe Burrow does look impressive, I mean, I think he was one in seven last year. And so, you know, coming off the injury, knowing that, knowing their offensive line still wasn't very good, I was very shocked to see them hang with the Vikings and um, ultimately upset them. So uh, Kyler Murray against Minnesota could be a big one. You know, Aaron Jones, again, he's somebody who we talked about, had an awful game. Uh, we'll see. 
this week, I you know I don't know if Dallas. I, what it seems to be with Kellen Moore, as he mentioned in a post. Well, I guess it was a post week interview because it was like yesterday, I think. But I think he said they called uh, like twelve additional run plays or something along the lines of that. And or no, maybe it was he called an eighteen additional. And I think he said Dak checked out of twelve of them. So we'll see, you know, we may need Zeke to kind of be that sixth lineman this week, especially with uh, Lyle Collins out and going against that nasty Chargers defense. So we'll see how that goes. You know, the Cowboys also kind of use that quick screen game as a run game. So maybe that'll benefit Zeke this week if they continue to do that. Um, I like Mike Evans, I think is going to have a field day against Atlanta, but we'll see. Um, Trayvon Diggs locked him down, which if you're a Dallas fan, you got to feel good about. But he's going to get his touches. I think Amari Cooper is an absolute stud. Now that Michael Gallup's out too, I think that's just more targets his way. Um, so you know, if I had to make a guess, I, I I think the football team could definitely keep it close, and I think that a lot of that could come from the play of Kyler Murray and a big bounce back game from Aaron Jones. But I think I lean trash pandas this week, even though you are not favored. That's I'm leaning trash pandas. Appreciate it. Yeah, I think it, it's going to come down to a couple of uh, matchups here. I think, you know, depending on what Kyler Murray does and then, uh, you know, depending on what, uh, you know, Zeke does for the Cowboys, uh, I think that, you know, Evans obviously is going to kill the Falcons. I think the Falcons are kind of going to be vying for that number one pick this year, probably. Uh, I think that they are going to be kind of quitting a little bit. Uh, I don't think Matt Ryan knows that, but I think that's going to be the case. Um, and really, you know, Stefan Diggs going up against Miami. Josh Allen needs to have a big bounce back game, like I said earlier. Uh, that's that's kind of you know going to be a big thing because Stephon Diggs is supposed to be getting a lot of points, and if the Bills aren't up to it this weekend, I don't think that's going to happen. So uh, I think that I'd, I'd probably have to lean the Trash Pandas as well. Uh, I think that the way Dak Prescott played against Tampa Bay is super encouraging. I think he's going to carve up the uh, the Chargers uh, defense. And uh, I think you're, I think you're going to be uh, set for that game. Appreciate it, appreciate it. Yeah, it's going to be a close one, but let's see. Next, we have the Goodfellas and Patrick Stone brothers, once brothers, now enemies, going against each other here. <laughs> so, as we mentioned, uh, the Goodfellas are projected to win, but this is another close game. It's projected one forty one hundred one to one thirty nine thirty seven. Looking at both lineups, uh, you know, looking at Russell Wilson on the Goodfellas to Justin Herbert on Patrick Stone, I think the Dallas secondary looks improved, although Justin Herbert is legit from everything we've seen. I think he'll get his numbers, but I think i got to give the edge to Russell Wilson. Looking at the running backs, the Goodfellas has James Robinson and Leonard Fournette going against Derrick Henry and Josh Jacobs. I think i got to give the edge there to Patrick Stone, in, in my opinion there. Um I definitely think the Titans get right this week. Josh Jacobs, I don't know his health. I mean, he looked a little banged up yesterday, but he got a lot of carries, which is good. The wide receivers. So we have the Goodfellas with Tyler Lockett, Jarvis Landry, Antonio Brown. Tyler Tyler Lockett might be the most underrated receiver in the league. He literally just catches bombs every single week. Um, and Antonio Brown looks to be in QB uh, – Sorry, rather wide receiver one shape. If that week one game is to you know say anything, Can going against steal. 
Yeah, it really could be. Uh, that Tampa offense, man, they have a lot of mouths to feed, but it, it, the only person that really wasn't able to, to feast was Mike Evans. And that could be that could be what it is too weekly. There's just going to be one of them that just isn't going to do anything you know, one week, and the other ones are just going to feast. But I agree. Um, going against Team Patrick Stone, his wide receivers, uh, Adam Thielen, Justin Jefferson, and Mike Williams, I think I got to give the edge there. It's a tough one, but I think I got to give the edge to the good fellows, uh, wide receivers. You know, like I said, the way Antonio Brown is playing and Tyler Lockett uh, just drops bombs. Rob Gronkowski going up against Mark Andrews. Uh, another close one, two very good tight ends. I think I'm leaning Mark Andrews. I think Gronk has a good year, but I don't think he's going to be able to repeat that week one performance. And then we look at the flex and super flex. You have Marvin Jones and Baker Mayfield for the Goodfellas going up against Juju Smith-Schuster and Trevor Lawrence. I think I got to give the edge here. Uh, it's really a tough one. It really, in my opinion, comes down to the quarterbacks, and I think I like Baker Mayfield against Houston a little more than I like Trevor Lawrence against Denver, who has uh, no slouch on defense. I will say, Baker, I mean, they're going to pound the ball, I think, and he may not have to throw the ball a lot, so that would be my concern there, but what are your guys' thoughts on this matchup? So, I think that I think Russell Wilson is going to be amazing this year. I think he's going to be way better this year than he was last year, and he wasn't bad last year. But uh, I think if that first game is any indicator uh, of what he did to a pretty good Colts defense, or at least they were supposed to be pretty good, uh, I think he's going to have a really huge season. Um, Justin Herbert obviously didn't have a great week last week, but he was also playing against a really good uh, defense that uh, Washington had. Uh, Derrick Henry didn't do great last week. Uh, I'm kind of worried about that, but I feel like he'll bounce back. Um, but just looking through the rest of the players, I think, you know, Tyler Lockett, I think he's going to have another big week. Uh, Antonio Brown is looking like he has like lost a couple years uh, off his life in a good way. Um, he, he looked extremely explosive, uh, in that Thursday night game. And he's going up against much lesser competition this time. So uh, I think he is going to have a huge game. Uh, Gronk could do something. But once again, uh, I'm going to double down. He's a uh, triple down. He's a mascot at this point in his career, but he might put up some points. Um, but I think you're right. The quarterbacks on the Goodfellas right now, I think, are better than the options that uh, Patrick Stone has. So I, I have to lean with the Goodfellas. I think that they just have uh, a better team heading into this week. Yeah, I'm with you as well. I think Wilson and Mayfield are definitely have not only the better QBs, but much better matchups. Tennessee got shredded by Murray, and then Houston is not great. Um, the only way I see Patrick Stone winning is if Henry and Jacobs completely dwarf uh, Robinson and Fournette's output. So you're all on the good fellas. <laughs> I'm going Patrick Stone. I think he upsets. I think uh, I think Derek Henry has a big game. I think Josh Jacobs has a big game, and I think Mark Andrews has a big game. They're my three differentiators. So we'll see. It's going to be a close one. I think I I, I I'm not a believer in Leonard Fournette. Uh, um, I, I'm really not, and I'm not a big believer in James Robinson uh, on the Jaguars. But we'll see. Uh, week two, who knows what happens. Next game, we have the Fidelity Special Cowman against Taylor May. <laughs> Calvin, you're projected to get uh, beaten this week, 136-10 to 127-21. Uh, 
So, um, you know, you got some favorable matchups as well this week. Patrick Mahomes going against that Baltimore defense that Derek Carr just tore apart. Um, I'm looking at, you know, I, I think you're going to need a big game from Kenneth Gainwell and Sony Michelle. Kenneth Gainwell seems to have leaped Boston Scott in, on the death chart. I think Boston Scott played like one series and it might have been the first or second this week. And then I don't think he came in the rest of the game. Um, you got DK Metcalf going against Tennessee, Devontae Smith against San Fran. I think San Fran's going to be a great litmus test for the Eagles to see, uh, you know, how good they are. They looked very good against Atlanta. But as we said, Atlanta might be the worst team in the league, but not taking anything away from their performance. Um, uh, San Fran will be a, a good matchup, but Devontae Smith looks to be the real deal if week one is anything. I, I mean, he seemed like he was open every time that Jalen Smith threw him the ball. or I'm sorry, Jalen Hurts. Kyle Pitts uh, going against Tampa Bay. He called a few, but you know the Eagles really – the Falcons didn't score, so I think that limited him a little bit. Jalen Waddle found the end zone, and Jameis Winston will be looking to repeat again big time. Brandon, uh, he had some big performances from Darren Waller. Unfortunately, he lost Ryan Fitzpatrick, uh, what looks to be for the year, so he's going to roll with Daniel Jones most likely. <laughs> Daniel Jones has a tough matchup against Washington. It's a tough defense. I think this game could come down to the super flex positions with the quarterbacks. We'll see. Big Ben um, did not look great, but he also didn't look bad, but – he looks like he's going to be like a middle-of-the-pack type QB this year, which is fine. Joe Mixon is a stud going against Chicago. Jonathan Taylor, he caught a lot of balls. Brandon defended that pick uh, from our first show, and he had a very nice week. So he looks to be a big part of that offense. Hopefully Carson Wentz can turn it around for him as well. And Cooper Cup has benefited greatly from Matthew Stafford. So this is a close game. Um, Sean, I don't know. Do you have any input on this one? I, I It's interesting because both these teams have – completely different roster constructions. Kalman has a huge advantage at QB and wide receiver, but Brandon has an enormous advantage at running back and tight end. Um, and so I just feel whoever's weaknesses are able to uh, be better overcome is going to end up on top. Uh, Mixon looks like the bell cow, you know, Taylor, he, he looks good as well. Um, and then, you know, Waller, of course, you know, first hand Dakota. Um, so I really feel whoever's, you know, weaker positions, perform better or what's going to be the difference yeah like looking at it so Calman's projected about an additional we'll say nine points from the quarterback position of course these are just projections they don't mean anything come game time he's projected uh, uh, about nine points brandon has about uh of geez a 20 point swing on the running backs Calman's projected 5.44 from Kenneth Gainwell, and Sony Michelle projected 5.2. Of course, these starters for all of these teams could change as the week goes on. Calman could have something up his sleeve, who knows? Uh, whereas Joe Mixon is predict- projected 15.26, and Jonathan Taylor 14.32. Um, it's it's a close one. I Calman, I, I I'm gonna probably uh, kick myself in the butt for betting against Calman's uh, fantasy luck and uh, a strategic ability that he has, I think I got a lean tailor-made, but I know Calvin's going to be looking to prove me wrong. Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to pick my game, um, but I have to say that I wasn't projected to win last week, and I ended up scoring the most points. So I, you know, it's, it's just so hard to say. You know, I think that Gainwell is going to be used quite a bit this week, you know, it's it's a longer season, and that's the thing with the running backs this year. It's a longer season, and I feel like there's not going to be as many 
backs that are taking the majority of the uh, the workload anymore. So I think that uh, Gainwell is going to get a lot of work again this week. And with like Mahomes and uh, Winston, I'm not sure if last week's point total was really sustainable for both of them at all times. Um, but the fact that there's a chance uh, kind of gives me a little bit of confidence heading into this week. And of course, my receivers could uh, could do some damage. But, you know, Brandon does have a really, uh, you know, good team as well. The only thing that I'd, I'd be concerned if I was Brandon is really that that quarterback uh, position. Ben could be good, but you know, once again, we don't know how long you know he's going to hold up this season. You know, he could he could you know be perfect this entire season, but he could fall off pretty quick. And uh, Daniel Jones, I mean, he he has a tough matchup this week, but I mean, he'd have a tough matchup against Air. So I, I think <laughs> <laughs> I'm not super high on any Giants players at all this year. Uh, I think that they're one of the teams that's also going to be a bottom dweller this year. Yeah, Saquon, was, he had a rough go the other day. Yeah. Just Garrett running, having him run into the uh, middle of the O-line <laughs> repeatedly. Hey, Cameron, I'm, lo- I'm looking at this again, and I honestly, I kind of want to change my pick. And I'm sorry, Brandon. <laughs> I just... I don't know. There's just something about what Calvin is able to do. <laughs> I'm probably going to regret it, but I'm going to stick with uh, Brandon on this one. Um, I'll probably be wrong. I just don't I, know. <laughs> like, I feel like I should pick Brandon. Like, that's it, it jumps out to me. But there's that's just, what my brain's saying. It's just the, the running back advantage is just it's so huge. Big. It's huge. But Calvin has an advantage at every other position. I think. We'll see. We'll see. It's going to be a good one. I, very close. You know, if there was like a, a Primo Hoagies game of the week B, I think this would be it. I just want to see how it turns out. This I is think, in the running. Yeah. I think this division is going to be fun. It really will. So, uh, the next game up, we have a Washington fantasy team. Or no, I'm sorry. Uh, yep. Yeah. Switch right. to. Uh, was on week one there, but yeah, it is the Washington fantasy team against Wideout University. Two more own one teams. Um, I'm glad that Washington fantasy team is utilizing the uh, nickname that Sleeper allows. You have Matty Ice, Donut, the Dalvin. I'm not sure what that means. Cowboy, Najee Harris, You Shall Not Pass, LaVisca Chenault, Soupy Boy for Calvin Ridley. <laughs> <laughs> Tiger Woods takes two. Uh, it's cut off my screen. I don't know what that says. Something says, about Tiger uh, Woods. Let's see. Tiger Woods takes to football. <laughs> I guess because he looks like Tiger Woods. <laughs> you have the TJ Hawkinson, <laughs> Aline Koala, Keenan Allen, and Darnold Duck. So excellent job on the nicknames. I'm not even going to look at the Whiteout University. I'm taking you just because of your nicknames. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. There's nothing. There's nothing else oh, coming after that. I <laughs> All right, so I think that this looks like kind of a evenly matched uh, game here. Uh, obviously, uh, Carson Wentz didn't have a great game last week, which is uh, very good. Uh, he had a fumble on a uh, on a QB sneak, which how is that even possible? Classic Wentz. Um, Besides that, though, Matt Ryan also does not look good, and I don't think he's going to have a very fun time against Tampa Bay. Uh, Dalvin Cook, I think, could do some some damage against Arizona. Uh, 
you know, Najee Harris didn't have a, you know, spectacular game last week, but you know, he, he could do some damage as well. And man, I'm, I'm kind of out on the Falcons right now because it just doesn't seem like they're going to do a lot of damage. I think one player that definitely has a chance to do something is Calvin Ridley. Um, man, I'm going to be honest. I, I kind of feel like uh wideout university is going to, is going to take this game. Yeah, you know, (laughs) yeah, jokes aside, um, I'm on wideout university. I think your wide receivers are going to win you the game. I do think Washington fantasy team has one of the best backfields in the league. And we said that uh, in the the pre-season prediction thread, Uh, Najee will find his way. He was like the only Pittsburgh running back that could carry Dalvin Cook's stud. But unfortunately, the Falcons are going to be possibly historically bad this year. So uh, I'm I'm on wideout university as well. I think your wide receivers win the game for you. Yeah, I think Wyoming University does look a little bit more balanced, a little better, and I, I do have to give them the edge, although I do think it's going to be close. That's like, I think, the fourth upset that I picked as far as sleeper goes, so we'll see. It could be a lot of upsets or, you know, could be a, a lot of covers this week. We'll see. Um, going down to the game that everybody's excited for, Miles as well, Suck Me Golf against Super Mario Sunshine. Um, both of these teams, game of the week. very strong. I think they are, uh, Sean, correct me if I'm wrong, the only two 1-0 teams going together here this week. It, it was yeah. until uh, Brandon had that comeback. Brandon had the comeback. That's right. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, okay. So, probably the two most impressive 1-0 teams that we've had at least this week. So, we got Joe Burrow going against Lamar Jackson, Christian McCaffrey against Saquon Barkley, who is currently coming up questionable. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire going against... I gotta look this guy up, Jamal Williams Jamal from uh, Detroit. <clears throat> Sorry, my screen's like frozen here. <laughs> AJ Brown against Scary Terry, Kenny Galladay against Allen Robinson, Sammy Watkins against Jamar Chase, Travis Kelsey against Logan Thomas, Miles Sanders against Corey Davis, Corey in the house, and we got Jared Goff against Jalen Hurts. Uh, Russell Wilson in parentheses. <laughs> so uh, very close game here. Uh, I think it's going to be much closer than what the prediction has it at. The prediction has Miles as well. Suck me golf winning 141 to 129. Uh, I, you know, I think we got to see. I think the Chiefs Baltimore game is going to be a high scoring one. Joe Burrow, I think, is going to slice and dice you know, the Chicago defense. So I, I really I don't know the edge to give there. You know, if I'm looking at it, I'll call it a tie. I'll take the backfield for Albert Lou over the backfield for Jay Lou with give me Christian McCaffrey and Clyde. I like the wide receivers for Jay Lou a little bit more this week. Jamar Chase looks to be the real deal. Allen Robinson had a big game. Uh, and even, you know, he might redeem himself even as bad as, as uh, Chicago is this year. And Scary Terry, I like, although I am concerned, proceed with caution with the QB position there. Um, tight end, I'll go. Travis Kelsey for Albert, and then looking at the flex and super flex, uh, it's a tough one. I don't know. There's unknown with Jalen Hurts, but uh, I mean, he's shown to be legit. Jared Goff against Green Bay, uh, I don't know. Like, you know, Sean had mentioned, you know, they could get down early and just be throwing the ball 80 times. I think if I had to lean, I'd probably go, give me Jalen Hurts 
and give me J. Lou. So it's going to be a close game, although I do think Albert Mileswell sucking golf does edge him out. I think Christian McCaffrey is going to be too much to handle along with a big game from Travis Kelsey, and I think Jared Goff gets a lot of garbage time points this week. Yeah, I think there's a, a big matchup here. Um, Joe Burrow was extremely impressive uh, last week against the Vikings. I believe he led them on a comeback victory. And the thing with Joe Burrow is that I think he's going to throw a lot to Jamar Chase. So that's kind of a key matchup there. Uh, you know, he could, uh, I think Super Mario uh, Sunshine could definitely uh, counteract the Joe Burrow production with uh, production of his own for Jamar Chase. Uh, another uh, matchup here, and this is more of the, the real world matchup, uh, Lamar Jackson has a kryptonite, it seems, and that is the Kansas City Chiefs. I don't think Lamar Jackson's going to have a great week this week. I mean, it could very well be a shootout, but it just seems like Lamar Jackson and the Ravens have a hard time against that uh, that Kansas City Chiefs team. So uh, that's that's something that I'm kind of looking at. Uh, Saquon Barkley, I'm like I said, I don't think he's going to do well because the whole Giants team sucks. I just I can't even imagine the Giants O line against that Washington D line. Uh, it's going to be brutal for the Giants all day uh, on uh, on Thursday. So I guess all night, whatever. Uh, I I'm not super confident about the Giants. And then on the other side here, Christian McCaffrey. I think he's going to do pretty good. Um, Carolina didn't do terrible this weekend, but they also played the Jets, so it's kind of hard to uh, I guess gauge. Um, and then, you know, Kenny, Gall- uh, Kenny Galladay here at the bottom. Once again, Giants player not feeling confident about that. That could, you know, almost counteract the uh, Saquon Barkley uh, not doing well. And uh, I w- I'll also say, I think uh, Sammy Watkins did really good uh, yesterday. Or not yesterday. Yeah, yesterday. Uh, I think he did pretty good yesterday. And I- I've kind of thought of Sammy Watkins as just like a receiver that you know, it's just kind of journeyman at this point, not really going to do anything, but he looked uh, pretty explosive yesterday. So I think all in all, I think I have to leave uh, or lead towards uh, miles. Well, suck me golf. <laughs> Albert, you got to change your name yeah. again. That's, that's way too long. <laughs> yeah. I, I do think this is going to be pretty close. I do think I'll give the edge to miles as well. Suck me golf. Um, McCaffrey is just so consistent. He put up, he was the number one running back last week. He didn't even score a touchdown. Um, and I think that advantage at running back as well as Kelsey against Logan Thomas is what's ultimately going to be the, uh, the difference. So Albert, I think you'll be on here next week, but we'll see. See. And that is our predictions for the week. Uh, fellas, any other topics we want to tackle here? As we send our league into week number two. I think we hit on everything. Make sure to vote. Yep. Yeah, make sure to vote in your coach's um, poll. Overreactions? Like just one statement. One overreaction statement from this week about any player. Hmm. Dak Prescott will win MVP. <laughs> I, I would love that. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. Uh, you go, Calvin. Yeah. Uh, by week five, uh, Aaron Rodgers is going to be working at uh, ShopRite. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think ShopRite is an East Coast 
chain. He'll be, he'll be moving. <laughs> Is he coming to the East Coast? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he'll be working at Food Lion or whatever the hell they have over there. <laughs> I think two things. I think from a general NFL standpoint, I could see the Rams being the number one seed in the NFC. Yeah, they got a squad, man, with Matthew Stafford. Yeah. They are strong yeah. everywhere on defense, on offense, on the D line, in the secondary. Uh, yeah, I, I, number one seed, I don't think is far out of the realm. Share your bold predictions in the league chat and, uh, we'll pick a winner this week as well, if you have any. And, uh, be sure to vote in the coaches poll. So with that, uh, thank you guys for listening and, uh, we'll see you this week. See ya. See ya. Perfect.